Man, welcome back to another episode of the ATX Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and thanks for hanging out. Uh, this episode is with a band called Marked Life. Uh, that is, as you see in the description, is there's a semicolon there. Uh, we do get to why there is a semicolon. Uh, we also uh, talk about wallpaper that involves chickens. <laughs> you know what? I'll just, just, you know what? I'll just be quiet. And, and we'll get to the show that way. It, it was great. Uh, all of the guys, Reed, uh, Caleb, and, 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 <laughs> and James. <laughs> oh, God. I was, I, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about what just happened. Uh, we just wrapped up. Uh, they're a four-piece uh, new metal band from Arizona. They've got, a, they've got some, they're a new band. They're signed with We Are Triumphant. I mean, hooked up with the Dreamer Agency. That's how we got a hold of them. Uh, they've actually played with uh, Chernobyl The Secret, one of our hometown bands here. So there's connections, and their music is just really, really good. Uh, for me personally, I enjoy their style and their sound. Uh, so, you know, you obviously, if you're here, you're either curious about it or you've already listened to it, and now you want to know more. So thank you very much. And as always, we uh, we love our sponsors and allowing us to do what we do to support our local metal scene. That is uh, Come and Take It Productions and Come and Take It Productions. I'm sorry, duh, Come and Take It Live, which is the venue here in Austin, Texas. So if you're a band and you want to come on down to Texas and play a show or two, uh, you can actually link up with Anthony uh, from Come and Take It Productions or Come and Take It Live. You can hit up myself. Uh, you can hit up Skyler. Harpole. We basically, if you want to play a show and Texas is on the map, just hit us up. We'll get you on the stage somehow. There, because they're we're we're just like everybody else. We're itching to get out. The vaccines are going in at rapid speed. So uh, I've been vaccinated since September. I was a part of the Moderna study. I actually still am. That's a two-year study. But anyway, uh, enjoy the show. I had a blast. Thank you. Come and take it. Thank you, Mark Life. Here we go. But if you guys could uh, just go around the room and uh, introduce yourselves, what you guys do, and uh, I don't know, just a fun fact about yourself. All right, James Reed, you guys go first. All right, I'll go first. My name is Reed. I play the drums. Um, I like hiking in my free time. Cool deal. Hello, cool deal. Hello my name is James. Um, random fact, I am also from Texas, like this podcast. Nice. Caleb, I play guitar, and I like <laughs> playing video games and guitar sometimes. Do you say video <laughs> games? Lots of video games and guitar sometimes. <laughs> and some, <laughs> we'll just throw guitar in the in the mix. <laughs> uh, but man, thank you guys, thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, this is I haven't I've been so busy with school. I've got four weeks left before the semester's over, uh, so I've kind of just been really just laser focused on that and this is this is a good this is a good like kind of weekend breakup to kind of just get my mind loose and start uh start refocusing but uh thanks for coming on I'm, i wanted to say first and foremost that i personally think your music is tasty and the way that it all came about was basically through the dreamer agency hit us up and said hey you know would you be down to interview that's the first time I had ever heard your music. So this is less than, or about what, five weeks ago, six weeks ago in the ballpark. So that's how new of a fan I am. Um, and you guys are just a couple States over hanging out, making all these tasty, tasty musics. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the one thing, Thank you, sir. yeah, the one thing I wanted to, uh, just get out of the way is that your, your weird time signature and tempo changes. That's to me, that's what, has kept me just putting you guys on, on repeat uh, just because there's always this new kind of, you know, where's, where's the music going? Uh, so it keeps, keeps you engaged. So just, if you could give us a, give us a rundown. Uh, Cause you guys are relatively new, like three, three years, three ish years old, right? 
Not even. No, not even. Yes, yeah, so just just lay it on me, man. I want to know more about uh more about you guys and and how you guys came to be. Well, you can thank Caleb for all the time signatures. That's his forte. Okay. It's not, it's actually not really my forte. It's actually my my lack of uh, musical education. That makes, <laughs> you know, when I write things, they come out to less or more than what they should be, probably to make things easier. Um, but yeah, no, we're not even we're not even three years old yet, actually, which is kind of crazy to think about because a year of our lifespan has been in COVID, which kind of sucks. But anyway, um, moving on. Yeah. We started uh, back in, <clears throat> like, honestly, if we're being realistic, we started a long time ago because our vocalist, Sam, actually used to live out here in Arizona, not California, and that's when I met him. Um, and we actually met at a show, at an architect show, and we kind of just chatted up and started jamming, and we play, we kind of mess around with each other and, like, mess around with each other. That sounded bad. But <laughs> we, uh, just edit that out. Full disclosure: We were mer- working on music most of the time, but we kind of just hung out and started messing around with music stuff. And he was actually in another band before that called Ring Hollow. Uh, so it wasn't really anything serious. It was more of a side project, and I think that went on for probably six to eight months. And then he moved back out to California. And uh, after that, things kind of went dead for a little bit. Um, and then that's when I started coming out to California and that's when we started writing and just Def took about <laughs> four or five months realistically to write. Cause we were just, we didn't have, we didn't have anything yet. We didn't have a foundation. So we were just really messing around with what we like and, and that came out. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how we started and me and Sam went on ourselves for about a year until after the release of loner wolf actually so yeah. um yeah that was about it and after, after that so i got a facebook message from one of their guitarists at the time um who just invited me to come to one of their practices um and then from that point on after i started practicing with them the EP came into like fruition. Um, and James was like a live guy at the time. Um, and now he is a full time guy. Uh, but it, yeah, we basically like wrote the EP, recorded it. Um, and then after that, once the EP was released, James decided he wanted to be full time. And that's been the lineup ever since, I guess, you know. So, James, you were, you were the, you were there, but not there, and then came on? Is, is that right? Yeah. So, essentially what happened was um, my actual first involvement with the band was actually <laughs> during the Just Death period when they uh, did the music video for that song. So, they didn't have a band. Like like he was saying, it was a side project for Sam and Caleb. There was the two of them working on the song. They got it done. They, they wanted to put it, they wanted to go all out. So they did a video for it, but they didn't have like a band yet. Okay. Um, so they invited friends that they knew in Phoenix over uh, a drummer from another band called Orenda, and one of our homies, uh, Ryan, and then me. And I was in a band called Audrey Harpern. And we basically were like, uh, and I've known Kale for like seven years. So like, it was like, all right, cool. I had a day off, so we did that. And then that's all I heard for a little bit. And then he asked me down the uh, maybe a few months later. I mean, it was a very small turnover. It was like maybe three or four months, not even. And then uh, I recorded the bass to Loner Wolf. Like he was saying, I was just a session player. And then they uh, hit me up a few months later after that release. And they're like, all right, we're going to do like a whole EP. And then I was like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm still like really committed to this band. You know what I mean? So this is going to be like session work. So I treated it like that. We did that. Um, I was there for all the writing and recording. And then uh, we got the mixes back way later after we were done doing that back, uh, maybe like three after three months after recording, I really liked it. And, you know, we were all just chilling, doing nothing around that time. And I was like, I can handle a second band. Fortunately, um, it was a really good decision because, um, my band broke up. So, now I'm left with the better band. <laughs> so, I'm really happy oh, the, the better band. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
Didn't expect you to just get out. That's fine. Uh, I don't know if yeah. I have a... Do I have a sim? I... <laughs> That's the best. One. That's the best. I don't have a womp womp womp, womp but no, I'm that's working. a better one. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut uh, you yeah, off, James. No, Go ahead. Good. But anyway, um, yeah, no, um, stylistically, two very different bands. Let's so just mind this, but um, okay. But what I saw in this band that also, other than the music and like what we recorded together, was really cool, and I really enjoyed doing metal again because I hadn't done it in a really long time. To be completely honest, I. I've been doing this other band that's like, I mean, we'll have like a doom metal song that goes into a polka. We'll have like a Latin song. We'll have like a jazzy song that goes into a punk chorus. It's like a completely different type of thing. And, um, but this band had their business together and um, the other band didn't. So, you know, at the end of the day, you got to go with, you know, better projection for the future, um, better chemistry as a team um, and um, better business model. And this band had all that. And I love these guys. So this is where I am today. That's a that's amazing. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you guys are, you know, doing what you do. Uh I saw that you guys you guys got you guys got the nod pretty pretty quickly, I would say, in terms of formation of a core a core band, you know, having all the members and, and, and everything. Uh you guys got scooped up by by a label relatively quick, yeah? Yeah, it was back in twenty 20- I, I I actually don't really remember when that was. I think it was, I think it was early twenty twenty or really late twenty nineteen. It wasn't. It was actually not that long after we put out Loner Wolf. I think a few months because they. I remember we are trying to re-released it on the on the label. So yeah, it wasn't that long into it. I think honestly, like after the the that uh because uh, I mean just I always just like to ask uh. How is your experience? How is your experience with with the label? Because we've got a couple bands that are that are signed down here that you know some are all gung ho, and then some are. I'm not saying like trash your label, but I'm just curious: are they treating you well? You know, is the is the employee or you know is is the morale high? Yeah, I think honestly, I think I think with with Three Eyed Triumphant, um, I think the morale's always kind of been high. To be honest, I don't I don't really have okay. uh, anything too bad to say about we are triumphant they've unfortunately we're not doing shows right now um and as a smaller band really uh that's a big that's a big help to get on uh to get on shows to yeah, be honest it's like, helped us a lot with shows honestly, yeah. yeah exactly so like if we, we got to play for spite because of being on the label and stuff like that mm. so <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't because just because we were on a label, but it was probably well, good, you know, like for it. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't also, hurt at all. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It definitely didn't hurt. I wouldn't say it didn't hurt. Yeah, no, it yeah. definitely didn't hurt. Yeah, I feel like uh, I wasn't in the band as much during like when they had signed to the label because I joined in the middle of like June ish. So it's like. Um, I did play the Spice Show, which was really fun, but um, so I can't like really speak as far as that. But they've always told me that like the label has really helped with uh, networking the shows and stuff because they did a small run in Cali after um, the like February, right before the shutdown happened, they did a little run and um, they probably had some help in that as well. So, well, speaking of, speaking of that little run, that's actually kind of how we connect the dots here, how the, the podcast knows or found or got a hold of you guys uh, is through kind of like, it went Chernobyl. The secret is a metalcore band here in Austin. They went on a West coast run, played a show with you guys. They really, uh, enjoyed their time with y'all, uh, linked up with, um, the dreamer agency, uh, rep. And that's kind of, then they, you know, shot us your information. Want to know if we wanted to chat. I listened to the music. I was like, hell yeah. And now we're here. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's so cool just to connect the dots. What is it? The six degrees of separation kind of thing how you how we come to just knowing each other and talking to each other what i'm curious what does everybody do i think uh james you were saying uh earlier before everybody jumped on that you're a, that you currently are a music teacher yes okay. yes i'm a music teacher yeah have you always done that or is that something that just happened uh as of late <laughs> no i've been doing that for about five years um and then when the pandemic was in thing i was doing a, a, a session of work like like i did for these guys and playing with other bands and stuff 
And uh, I'm looking forward to doing more of that. I'm actually uh, working on something right now. So Okay. Caleb, what about you? Oh, and again, if if you don't want to say where you work, totally fine. Like, I know some some employers have a social media policy, so. <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I actually, I work with my girlfriend's, two of my girlfriend's great uncles, um, and I hang wallpaper. It's not, before everybody thinks, okay, he's hanging up fucking chickens in a pantry or some shit like that. It's definitely not like that. We work in very high-end homes every single day. <laughs> it's not some bullshit. <laughs> so no, it is. He does like those modern ass wallpapers and stuff that are all three D and shit. I feel like he's laughing at something that I'm not getting. <laughs> no, it just chick just the, the the chickens in the pantry. I just I can hey, I can see it. <laughs> That's what, it used to be a fucking thing, man. We, I've literally taken down chickens in a pantry. That's why I said that, dude. It's, it's a real fucking thing. It's sad. It's so real. But yeah, dude. So I do that. And um, it's pretty fun, actually. I really, really enjoy it. It's a nice uh, job away from music. <laughs> so, oh, Caleb, I'm so sorry, man. Oh, fuck. It's all good, dude. It's, all, it's just, oh, God damn it. Two chickens in a pantry, Just boy. Chickens in a fucking pantry. God, can that be the? Can you guys do a song? That'll be the title, or can you get a lyric in there? Oh yeah, fuck! Honestly, chickens in a pantry, dude. That's yeah, yeah. Our shit would be named way worse stuff, probably. Or uh, I would say there would be a broader spectrum of titles as far as song names go if it wasn't for our vocalists. Okay, let's try to figure this out. Okay, so we need to make a song for marked life about chickens in a pantry that has to do with wallpaper. I'm going to call it foul surroundings, but spelled F O U L like foul as in bird. Okay. Foul surroundings. I think that works. I think that works. You know what? I'm going to write that one down. I'm going to forget that one. (laughs) Foul surroundings. Oh God. Okay. I'm, I, uh, maybe, maybe I needed that laugh. Maybe that usually, (laughs) usually when you get, usually when you get the giggles for a solid 30 seconds and you lose your breath, like, ah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, God damn. Chickens in a pantry. Okay. (laughs) Reed, please, please. Let's get out of this pantry with the chickens. <laughs> what do you do, brother? Well, it's gonna it's gonna stay in the home, but it's a little different. So, I, I help like furnish homes with designers and stuff like that. Okay. And they're like redoing homes or apartment complexes or offices or something. Like commercial furniture sales, essentially. So, I'm like. Yeah, Don, that's a super nice table. It'll look great. You know, like, that's my day-to-day gig. <laughs> Fuck, you guys are killing me. <laughs> it's honestly cool because me and, honestly, me and Reed have talked about this quite a few times, but I do also deal with designers on a day-to-day basis and, and, uh, and the customer. He's in the opposite end. Yeah. But it, Reed is kind of the guy that, like, supplies the things to the designer and the designer will hit me up to go do uh install it yeah. install the things that they get from somebody like Reed. Oh, okay. We actually work in a pretty similar we uh we're able to vent to each other on a <laughs> yes. yes. We have the same Bullshit. problem. The designers also. <laughs> yeah. You call her you're like you guys are at a jam session, you're like, I can't believe this fucking supplier like, oh my god, the wallpaper just—it's shit, or you know, it's covered in chickens. Yeah. Fucking chickens, like fucking chickens, bro. You look at the invoice yeah. and you realize that Reed was the one that supplied said wallpaper, so it was more of just like a, like a. I was gonna say like <laughs> there'll be like next time there's like a Phoenix designer that I meet, like, dude, never work with this person. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. I um, do you guys all live in Arizona? Me and James do, but Reed is Reed's. Out of, where the fuck are you, Reed? Long Beach, Orange County, Orange County, Orange yeah. County. Oh, Which Cali. Is, yeah, I'm like an hour south of Sam. Sam's in like the heart of LA. Okay, and so I live in a more suburban setting. <laughs> yeah, how does this band work? Yeah, like, like uh... <laughs> <laughs> dude, bro, we don't know. Oh, actually, it's a mystery to I think all of us that 
this band is is functioning still to be we all have apartments too so really the only way it works is rehearsal studios we basically just have a spot that's kind of in the middle of all of us or when they come out they'll stay at sam's we just go to the same studio i mean it used to when things kind of first started like it it was me driving out to cali once a month to write and to rehearse and then as we got more members actually the old guitarist used to also be in Cali too. And James wasn't really in the band at the time. So for a while it was literally just me out here and the whole band was there. So it's actually kind of nice that that James is here now and we can, you know, we've got string players in one place and the other people are in the other places. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a lot of sending things back and forth over, over the computer, which I feel like is kind of the meta uh, this past year, uh, regardless. So yeah, a lot of that. And then uh, a lot of driving, they're actually coming out here in, in a few weeks. Cause we get to do our first rehearsal in a while for upcoming events. So, oh, sick. Okay. So I, I would, I would imagine is there, maybe there's this, um, maybe is there an agreement since you're relatively close to each other in the same States, but separate your you know, the distance is, is long. Like just you take trips, like, okay, you guys come out this month. You guys come out next month, like work like that's that. Pre- that's, that's pretty much what it is now. Me and James are both in Mesa in Arizona. So we just normally drive together if we go to Cali and then it is more often than not me and James going out to Cali though. <laughs> yeah. It really depends Recently. on the objective of the trip. Like if it's like writing, yeah, recording, we'll spend like a whole weekend out there with them and just stay at the apartment and just super chill. But like if we're doing like video related things or if uh, they need to be down here for whatever we're trying to do, they'll usually, it really depends on what we're trying to get done. Um, and writing usually happens whichever way we go. But uh, if we need to do business here, they come to Phoenix. If we need to do business there, we go to Cali. It's kind of weird not having a home because it's like, it's like you're not part of the local scene here or there. It's like you keep playing both. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like going to your divorce. You know, your 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 mom's over here and your dad's over here. It's like I yeah. got I, I got these friends and I got these friends and I really don't like hanging with my dad, but my mom sucks sometimes too. So, <laughs> it's so funny. I think, honestly, we we played technically we played more shows in Cali than we have in Arizona. We played four in Cali and two in Arizona, and those were all within two months span before everything happened. So, Oh, wow. I've been doing it three years almost now, but yes, it is situational. Like James said, sure. No, so. The Arizona ones have always felt more serious. So the shows have always been more like local venues, stuff like that. I feel like we have more of like a serious or like, I don't know. We've done more serious things in Arizona. California's been a lot more laid back. Uh, it's kind of like Arizona's like, hey, you know, there's definitely an agenda we need, or you know, there's something. I I, I understand what you're saying. It's yeah, it's like a mullet, you know, business up yeah. front, party yes. in the back. Yeah, yeah. yes, actually. yeah. California's the back, Arizona's the front. <laughs> I was gonna say who's yeah, who's who. <laughs> oh God damn! Speaking of mullets, um, not that James has one. James has. You can't see this because this is an audio recording, but I'm lucky enough. He's got oh, a audio? he's got a mane that could compete with many Pantene Pro V commercials. So. This is the second <laughs> podcast to mention how mm. voluptuous the hair is, and I appreciate it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one shampoo called? It's like Gagne something. Yeah. Gagne. Gagne. Where they're getting out of the like pool and slow motion. That's James. That's it. James I don't, I don't know why. So as a part of my studies, I am in uh, principles of selling and principles of marketing. And I'm constantly trying to come up with things for the podcast, whether it is a new segment or whether it's just an addition to something kind of like when you guys are, you know, kind of conjuring up new ideas uh, for the fans and followers, or possibly a new album, so that's one of the things I'm I'm gonna do the intellectual property thing right now to where I own the rights to this. But <laughs> I want to get 
with a local shampoo company here in Austin, Texas. <laughs> okay? And I want to sponsor I want to sponsor dudes that have the lovely locks because I mean, what's better than a than just a shit whipping going on on stage and it's just this infinite windmill of loveliness? I mean, come on. Speaking of James, have you been working on your windmill? <laughs> You know how hard it is to slap bass and windmill? <laughs> yeah, he has a finger player. That would be difficult. Oh, no pick? Okay. Alex Webster, dude. Alex Webster. No, I know that. I know that. But he's all like, Duh. speaking of the new album. Yeah. Dude, Cannibal Corpse. I don't know if any. Yeah, I know James is. And actually, all of us are huge fans of Cannibal Corpse. What about you, bro? Uh, I am. I am. <sighs> okay. Yeah, now already you. It, it, I can tell it's 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 not that it's too heavy. It's it. I will. I I don't. I haven't ran into anything that's too heavy to date. Um, too gross. I, I just can't. It's okay. For example, I was on YouTube just jamming some of your uh, videos for like Safe Room and Alone Art, which we'll get to in a little bit. It went from that to Infinite Annihilator. So I don't. I don't know how the like. How did it get there? Like, what did YouTube see that I didn't or know about me? Maybe, maybe it is telling me I need some Cannibal Corpse. Maybe it's like, hey, this is we're gonna we're gonna slowly open this door for you, my man. Because bro, bro you can see way more annihilator would to listen without Cannibal Corpse. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, Infinite Annihilator isn't on my uh, typical typical playlist. So to go from y'all, <laughs> which is what I would normally listen to. It was to. probably, the algorithm was probably telling you, stop torturing yourself with this band yeah. and go over to this band. We're so it, sorry that we suggested Mark Life. They probably put money into their into their advertising to put themselves right after a song like us because that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it, it just, I, that's, that's, that's why I wrote it down. I was like, I, I need to ask this question. How did we? Get I'd love there? to be able to play at light speed, but I cannot. So, <sighs> man. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would love. I would love to just have a metal branded shampoo for the. Homies. I think it's a great idea. It's. I think it's a great idea. I think there's a lot of guys out there who need it, and then B, I would buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, see, the problem is it can't be like those three in one though. It's got to be no. a designated product it, for it, each thing. Yes. Yeah. I saw, this, I saw this joke once. I forgot what it was. Somebody showed it to me, but it made me laugh so hard. It was this like I think it was like a TikTok, and it was basically like you know feminine products are like oh I got this 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 for this and this and that and this and then it goes to a guy and he's like I got this uh, shampoo conditioner body wash oil grease. Um, <laughs> paint remover <laughs> like like literally everything you could do in one <laughs> and i'm like yeah <laughs> that's that that you know, is honestly, yeah i got a name i got a name for it okay okay you can shoot down if you want hold on okay i'm ready we can call it we can call it heavy metal goo bro Hev oof. <laughs> heavy heavy metal. Oh, well, you gotta make good. sure you gotta make sure it's white is because it, oh of course yeah. Okay. Now, how many? How many O's am I putting on this? As many. Or, what about like? What about headbanging goo? I would do two or three goo. Two O. Two or three O's for sure. Okay. Okay. So we got the. You head. Give it like that. You could give it the goosebumps font or some shit like that. Not okay. Goosebumps. Thought. Okay. I like this brainstorming session. Keep going. Goosebumps. Um, I feel like we need to reference a classic album. Okay. As in, uh, uh, as in the like the imagery or. Uh, like instead of kill them all, like wash them all. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like it's like the laundry series where there's like different cleaning products. Wash them all. It's like a bundle that you buy. That was oh funny because if you're gonna do wash them all as a shampoo, I was like, you would have to do a three or four in one with that shampoo. Like that would have wash them all, wash your balls, wash your hair, wash it, your face, no, wash your body. We, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have just stumbled upon the next best product. Um, Marked Life and ATX Metal Podcast are proud to <laughs> proud to bring you wash them all the four in one. Uh, ultimate tour travel liquid. 
Yep. It is hair. Yep. It is shampoo, conditioner, body wash. And then just we'll just put a question mark where you can just, you know, we'll put all the things that you can't do with it on the backside. If it's not on the label, give it a shot because, you know, that's why <laughs> that's why they're I feel there. Like you need to have one that's like for like uh, red or uh, dyed hair that's like Slayer and it's got to be like seasons in shampoo. <laughs> That'd be good too. That would be really good. Yeah, just take the samples, uh, rip off all their album names. I don't know. I'm like, I feel like you need a Slayer one. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, okay. I feel like shower real, and blood. They know. do need. We do need like a. We do need like a brand that's okay. for like touring musicians. Yes. Where like no, not only does it do his job decently well, and it's like kind of affordable, but it it, it does multiple things that way. On tour, you don't <laughs> gotta fucking. You can pack away less, and shit can just. You know, dude. It should be like, <laughs> like I don't know, twenty bucks a month, nineteen ninety nine. We deliver to you. We come to your tour van. Okay. Give you the supplies. Find it. Okay. That's it. You just get a box of cleaning shit like once a month. You give them your location like an Uber Eats delivery or something. Holy yeah, shit. What if what if I could what if we could have a network of venues that this oh, would that be yeah. a part of the package when you show up to play? Like a, yeah. almost, like a, almost like a almost like a almost like a hey, thanks for coming to play here. Here's some, uh, wa- wash them all. <laughs> yeah, wash every band member right now. Just, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the only other thing other than this product that we would have to endorse is sparkling water. Okay. <laughs> we would need like crates of sparkling water at the venue. Okay. Liquid Death already did something like that. <laughs> cool. I feel like any sparkling or any regular water, Liquid Death kind of already. It, yeah. I know. I know that they definitely, uh, they definitely said, "Oh, we can put water in a can and sell it." Here you go, like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing yeah, it. it Hell times. yeah, it, it is, it is, it is some solid <laughs> marketing and branding on their part. So kudos to them because I, I purchased the products merely because it says Liquid Death. That's it. Because people get weird looks, or you get weird looks when you're just holding on to a can of Liquid Death and people don't know what the fuck it is. They're like. What's that? <laughs> like, would you like to try my murderous thirst quencher? Yeah. That's I, Tide Pods the drink. That's it. Tide Pods the drink and uh, wash them all. God, see, this is... Woo! These are the Sunday fun days I look forward to right here. Man. Hey, do you guys remember uh, Taco Bell Feed the Beat? Hell yeah. That? Dude, you're talking to a man that visits Taco Bell on the regular. and Don't judge me because of that decision, okay? <laughs> no, I do too. Okay. So what was the contingencies for that? Because I remember being a local band back in the day, Hell hearing okay. about it, and we're like, we were like doing some city like in a state over, and we're like, oh, just go to Taco Bell, Feed the Beat. Locked up, we're like, oh, do you guys do feed the beat here? And they're just like, what? I'm like, no. <laughs> we felt so stupid. <laughs> so, like, did you have to be a big band? Like, what was the. I'm uh, I'm just, I-, I wanted to jog my memory. Well, I went to feedthebeat.com and it says, sorry, something went wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> because sorry. the bands like us, they stopped doing it. Because <laughs> uh, I need to jog my memory as well, but I do under I do know exactly what you're. T- okay, yeah. Uh, sorry, something went wrong on link number two. But basically, it yeah, says, um, "What is feed the beat?" Says Taco Bell helps fans discover new bands and bands discover new fans. A program that has helped support more than seventeen hundred bands and artists along the way, and that is since so general. Yeah, uh, but I don't I don't know why I can't. Why sorry, I can't we couldn't this. find that help. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Um, here, I guess I could. Oh, I just, I'll just screen share with you. Oh. There we go. Ooh, the eye maker. Nice. Oh, dude, twenty-one pilots, bro. Yeah. So this is. Uh, these artists toured with five hundred dollars of Taco Bell. Feed the beat. One program, ten years, a thousand artists, and lots and lots of Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, five hundred dollars of Taco Bell is thing. literally five hundred tacos, dude. Yeah, I mean, and if we're doing them at cost, it's probably more like fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, straight up, bro. Straight up, that shit is. Oh my god. Because I mean, can we be real? If a company is selling some shit for a dollar. And it's packaged and it's got multiple, you know, inputs. And I mean, think about how much goes into delivering that taco to your face. You know, more you than got a dollar. More than a dollar. 
more than a dollar. Get out of here. That's for sure. Also, love how oh, their sorry. message says feeding starving hardworking artists. <laughs> 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 Twenty-one pilot. You couldn't have put a band that like isn't starving on tour uh, yeah. for a picture Maybe maybe we just should uh, maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should hit them up and just send them pictures of all of our homies and be like, hey, we've got starving <laughs> artists. Like sad photos. What of is us, this? Like starving and crying. Walk the moon, Portugal, all time low. The I man. Portugal, the man is not starving. Okay. Okay, so they're definitely not helping bands who actually need help. <laughs> all time low. Yeah. Modern baseball. Okay, I didn't these are all massive bands. <laughs> now hold on. Now are we? Uh, now what if they were helping them or sponsoring them in two thousand? Because he also says class of two thousand nine. Like how huge was all time low in two thousand nine? Fucking massive. Yeah. So it's kind of okay. What about Portugal in two thousand ten? I've never heard of that band. Walk the Moon, 11. Portugal's like a pop rock band. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a trip down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> feed our beat. Yeah, feed, yeah, feed this beat. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, speaking of beats, Alone Art. Okay, so I wrote down four four songs here, which is almost all of your songs. So bear with me. <laughs> uh, That's like more than half of them. Yes. Right <laughs> we're, we're, we're over the hump. Um. The first one that really got me was Perry Lane. That one, Ooh, okay, pe- that, that one, Barrow. that one yep. piqued my interest, and I think uh, it's because I just I wanted to go. You know, typically discography, I w- I want to start with how the how it you know first came out or or in its relatively infant stages, just because you know bands have this transi- transition and whatnot, and yeah. you might you know three albums deep might sound completely different than album one. Um, and you'll have a totally different fan base and they'll be like, mm-hmm. you know, bring this back. And other guys are like, oh, fuck you. This is great. But uh, Perry Lane hooked me. And I, I do commend you guys on I, sometimes when I'm uh, having my uh, religious moments in the shower, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah. That's when I listen to music and just kind of chill out. And I actually, <laughs> I actually yelled at you guys because there's so much shit that you got to pay attention to. And I was just in the shower just like, fuck, damn it. Because I'll just, you know, you're like, you're shampooing your head with, you know, the latest edition of Wash Em All. Um, brought to you yeah. by ATX Metal Podcast and Marked Life. Find it at the nearest venue, closest to you. Uh, the James edition. The James Headfield. edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll call it Headfield, H-E-A-D field, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, it's not the fact that I got mad that there is so much diversity in the song. Uh, it's just the fact that I wasn't used to it. So then upon re-listening to it in the same scenario, I then had a more enjoyable, enjoyable time. Uh, so I don't know, man, just, I guess just talk about the music. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll kind of get away from chicken wallpaper and, and, and wash them all. Get back to some serious <laughs> topics here. Uh, so, just I mean, anybody can take this. I just want to know more about how the music is created. How, uh, like, who comes up with the riffs? Is it the vocals? Is it the drums? Like, how does it all come together? Well, Caleb's uh, kind of the mastermind with all the riffs and main ideas. And it's interesting because Perry Lane actually went through a bunch of intro changes. Like, the intro sound changed five plus times. So many times. We actually... We actually revisited the old one recently. We thought it would sound cool live. Uh, but um, yeah, I would, Caleb, I'm, you can take this away from me, but basically, like, uh, he is like the riff mastermind. I'm right before last. I feel like Sam's last. Would you agree, Caleb? As far as what writing riffs, I feel like everybody's in last and I'm in first on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one that writes the riffs, in other words. Okay. Not that these guys aren't fantastic and amazing musicians. Um, I yeah, can't play so, guitar. So. We're just going to put that out there that you don't suck. You know, we're just, we're good there. Yes. These riffs were all written by me. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Perry the Lane, wrote the riffs. Oh. So many 
I don't actually think there's, except for the very first part of it, the doom, 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 doom. That's the only part that stayed. That everything else was completely different. That that just went through. I think that just went through multiple people fucking around with it in a studio, out of a studio, live, and that we just were like, ah, oh, we liked that that one time. We liked that. That's cool. So Perry Lane was really Perry Lane is the is actually the name of the street that that EP and uh, lose someone and future songs were were written. So awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, all of the songs that you've heard so far, besides Loner Wolf and Just Deaf, were all written in the studio. Actually, for okay. The most part. there was a few. There was a few that I had like skeletons for, but I, I did spend about eight or nine days actually writing any of the songs people have heard so far uh, in the studio. So it, it honestly was kind of just a matter of sitting down and writing with, I, I was in the studio with, with, uh, with the vocalist, Sam and uh, the guy who produced and helped write some of those songs actually, and just structure them. And which was uh, Eric from escape the fate. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, it was, it was honestly kind of a fucking grind for the most part. Just getting. He's a super funny guy, by the way. Eric is hilarious. Yeah, Eric's a fucking goon. Um, he was really fun to work with. Um, yeah, really patient, which was nice because, <clears throat> if I'm being totally honest, I'll never go into a studio again. How I did with those songs, I just wasn't prepared, and I think, <laughs> I don't know. It, I, I think also there's everybody else learned a lesson with that, not just me. But yeah, it was it was really really fun. It was really really hard, and it was a lot of pumping out riffs for eight nine days. Um, and things turned out, I would say, pretty decent for. I'd I'd, I'd give that a vote of confidence. Okay, cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's. I mean, writing now is different than than that. We don't we don't go about writing stuff now. We've kind of been in a. <clears throat> I've honestly had over the course of. Last little while, I've had a little bit of writer's block, which I feel like has kind of been, uh, I don't know if anyone else has had problems with that, but it's been kind of, things have been a little stale. So we've been uh, doing quite a few things to kind of get back into the swing of things, mainly me, just because, um, to be honest, most of most of what we've done and what we do currently, uh, it is started by me writing things and getting a skeleton down. Sam literally doesn't touch songs until instrumentally things are about 80, 90% there. So, Oh, okay. Um, he might have like little ideas with, you know, Hey, I'm going to cut this riff in half or, or do something here or do something cool. He'll, he'll put in little, uh, little quirks in the song here and there just to make it cool. But other than that, he doesn't touch it. I mean, James really can't fucking do much except for give me ideas until because, you know, if if my guitar changes, his bass changes. So it's really pointless yeah. to do that. And Reed, I mean, he, he'll write drums for what I have and just get ideas down. But really, nothing goes too far anywhere unless I get everything down for the most part. So Yeah, but that's kind of how like we're able to write in different states is because he can just record uh, some riffs send them to me and then i can just like program ideas over it and go back and forth if we don't have to be in the same room right you can just like facetime and stuff um so thanks to the internet you don't have to be in the same state right yeah now. so we'd be fucked to be honest so. <laughs> but yeah that's how kind of how writing goes right now well i gotta say i'm i'm impressed with with everything that i've heard i just it's 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 in my it's in my my flavor wheel as i say like it is it is definitely in the playlist i i've i've uh i actually ran to it um i've been doing a lot of running lately trying to get trying to get the old blood pumping uh lose a couple of these covid pounds but it's it's uh it's definitely hard to run to (laughs) <laughs> if I'm if I'm trying to be honest, uh, but that's obviously not what it was built for. Uh, but there are there are moments where uh, I found myself just kind of losing myself in the run and just kind of enjoying everything. And 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 uh, it, it's just 
damn, you guys are going to kill it here in Austin, like 100%. So if you guys, <laughs> yeah, if you guys uh, it, it, um, need any contact information or, you know, you guys are plotting a run out this way, uh, let me know because um, I'll get you, I'll get you in touch or I'll, or actually no, the dreamer agency would have to do that either way. If you guys are like, we want to go to Austin, we fucking know a dude. Like, just <laughs> we, we definitely, we definitely want to come to Texas for sure. We, there's, we're getting offers and planning things out sure. uh, very much around Texas. So there would be no reason that we don't do at least one Texas show uh, very soon when things uh, come back up. So. Yeah, no, I, I want to play Texas really bad. I would love to play Austin. I've never played down there. I was too young when I was playing in bands. We just played in Dallas-Fort Worth. But yeah. I also have been hyping up going to Dallas-Fort Worth. I'd love to play Tomcast West again. It's been so long. So, yeah, I want to play Texas. So we'll definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, we've been... Come and Take It Live has been... We actually... We've lost... We lost a, a bunch of good venues uh, just because of rent rent monies and uh greedy takeover man the golly the housing market here is the housing market there on fire like it is here are people paying stupid sums of money yeah i've heard that people are going pretty hard over here it's my my parents are up in utah and it's it's fucked up there right now too and like Mm. like people are dumping money for properties they shouldn't be yeah. Okay. Well, that, it's always been that way in California. It hasn't stopped. I know that everybody's like, you know, worse. yeah, Texas, Texas, everybody's like, you know, stay in California, but it's not going to happen <laughs> yeah. because Tesla's here. Uh, Joe Rogan showed up. <laughs> like everybody, a lot of people are moving to Texas because of, I don't know, just because it's Texas. It's, Texas ribs, dude. It, it is. I'm not a native. I've been here for a decade, uh, 11, 10, 11 years. I'm originally from North Carolina, so I'm an East Coast boy, but I came out here for my daughter, or my oldest daughter, uh, to be close to her, and basically stayed because of the the music scene. So that's kind of, that's my, um, that's my story. And it, it's just like, I just hate not being close to the beach. Everybody's like, well, it's just four or five hours away. Like, no, I, in North Carolina, I could drive three hours to the West and be in the mountains, uh, trout fishing with my dad or snowboarding or snow, you know what I'm saying? Or three hours yeah. to the East. I can be anywhere on the North Carolina or a little bit of Virginia and South Carolina coastline. Being here is just like, there's like pros and cons. There's definitely more pros than cons. Um, but how many hours is it to the beach in Texas? Uh, d- again, depending on the, <laughs> depending on who you ask and which route you take and whether there's barbecue on the way, uh, it can range anywhere between, I think three to five hours. Cause there's like South yeah. Padre Island, uh, Corpus Christi, Galveston. Um, I've never been to a Texas coast, so I guess I should not knock it until I try it. So I'm gonna shut my mouth. I've heard only very good things about Corpus Christi. I have one friend who is down there, um, but I've never been there myself. I've only been to Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and obviously Dallas and Fort Worth. I've been to El Paso when I was moving to Arizona, and that's it. So, and a bunch of small towns in between. But is everybody? Well, I'm sorry. Is um, I guess like an origin story. Is that, uh, so, James? Where did you? I guess hail from if somebody said where do you live or where you come from um so like technically i was born in florida okay then i moved to north carolina then i moved to wisconsin then i moved to texas i was there for 12 years and then i've been in arizona ever since so i've been kind of like a little bit everywhere okay um i was like i don't remember north carolina unfortunately i've only heard good things about it i just i was a baby depending on the city (laughs) um but wisconsin i do remember and wisconsin's really cool um, and I've only heard good things about like the hard rock metal alternative scenes over there. Uh, Midwest is pretty killer for that. Yeah. Um, and then Texas is killing it. Obviously, uh, I've been telling everybody that the Texas scene is better in my opinion. Just, I mean, I think like depending on what type of music you're in, but like yes. just straightforward metal, yeah. Texas beat Arizona. 
in my opinion, but I think Arizona has a lot of interesting music and other types of bands that like I didn't see as much of in Texas. So it's kind of like a mixed bag. Um, but yeah. And then now I'm in Arizona and I love Arizona. So Reed, what about you? I went to, I went to top sale a few times hey, for vacation out. as a kid. That place is cool. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I played a show once in Charlotte. Charlotte? Is that, North Carolina isn't that like a college town or something? Uh, no, that well, I mean, yeah, there's colleges in Charlotte. It's more primarily known for its banking in North Carolina, like a lot of oh, like a lot of banks there. But there's Wilmington, you got Wilmington, North Carolina, Greensboro, I think Raleigh. Wilmington was the other. No, yeah. Greensboro was the one. Yeah, Sorry. that's that's actually where I'm. Well, 45 minutes south of Greensboro, but I claim Greensboro just because where I grew up, there's literally just a sign that says Steeds, like. We got a water tower mm-hmm. when I was like 12 and everybody was thrilled. <laughs> Goddamn, when the Walmart showed up in Bisco, woo, son, it was over. Like, you want to talk about a redneck hangout spot? Let's fucking go. Like, they had, they had this, they had the, they had the McDonald's, uh, then they had Sonic, then they had, but I'm telling you, when Walmart, you know, it's like when that place showed up, the whole town was just like, Hell yeah, we got a job. Like you know, not we saying we made it. Yeah, we made it. Uh, God, I'm really trash talking <laughs> my people, but uh, I've got um, I've gone out I've gone outside of the the four borders of my county. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike probably, I would have to say, forty percent of everybody that currently lives in that county has never gone outside that county, which is sad. It's a small county. These are completely made up statistics, so do not take me to the bank on those. But it is a very rural, family oriented, conservative, you know, back in the day. No, I'm not even going to go down that road. God damn. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up before Ryan really gets mad about where he's from and starts crying on the inside. Uh, well, on that same tour where I went to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We went up Tornado Alley, but we didn't play in Texas. We went through the north part of Texas, and we went to a, a ripping buffet. Mm. But that was that's my only experience in Texas, going to a buffet for like an hour. But it was awesome. <laughs> I think there was a good and... buffet. <laughs> it's good music. It's good tunes. What about you, Caleb? It was sunny. Um, I am from Washington. <laughs> I was actually I was born in Washington, and I was there for until I was <clears throat> I moved out of Washington when I was sixteen. But I lived in I think I was born in I was either born in Kent or Bellevue. I always forget. Uh, but that's where my wife Bravo. is from. What Kent Kent Washington? Yeah, like oh she she probably when she hears it she kind of shudders. So <laughs> why what's wrong? I have no idea. Maybe it's just the she, she didn't like the rain. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the rain will do it. It's nine or ten months out of the year. So, and I lived in Puyallup, Spanaway. I lived pretty close to Seattle for a while. Um, Graham. So primarily uh, Washington. A bunch, yeah, the uh, the whole west coast of Washington I've, I've been in. Um, but I lived I lived there until I was sixteen. I actually lived in Arizona for two years from sixteen to eighteen. And then I lived in Montana for a while, and X gave me a little detour. Won't go into that. And then we, okay. I lived in Utah for for about a year and a half, and then I came back down here, and I've been here ever since. I came down here because of my my girlfriend. So, um, and I've lived here for about five. I don't fucking know. Five years now. Four years. <laughs> Something like that. I guess I should have said like where I live. I was just telling a tour story. Um, so I was born in Orange County. Lived there till I was like 16. And then my family moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Lived there for like five years, six years. And then I moved back to Orange County for college. Now I live in Costa Mesa. But yeah, majority of my life in California, but a good chunk was in like Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. Cool. I mean, that's, I mean, we've got, I mean, 
all over the map. We've got the upper, we've got the Pacific Northwest, we've got Florida, and then Cali, and then a little bit of the New England and Midwest. So that's that's pretty rad. So that way, I don't know. I just like to know. Just it's just that's more of a me question, just to kind of see where everybody. You know, <laughs> no, no one specifically. Jesus Christ, that dog's got something wrong with its eye. Sorry, uh, he's got the, two different colored eyes. Okay, man. I thought I, I didn't know if <laughs> I didn't know if my Irish cream latte was hitting or not. But uh, look, for those listening, for those listening, uh, Reed showing his puppy dog. Is that like a poodle mix or something? I think it's called a schnoodle. Schnoodle. That's what that's what that's what Caleb does when he's right, and he just schnoodles all over the frats. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> he just walks and he's like, "Yo, I got this new schnoodle." Some uh, eons and eons. <laughs> but uh, Reed's dog has got a uh, multicolored eye. I uh, <clears throat> excuse me, eyes. Yes. For the record, it is my girlfriend's dog. That's cool. Dogs are great. I'm not allowed to have dogs anymore. Not that I had an issue with dogs. It's just, you know, actually, let's not go down that road. Uh, <laughs> I have a cat. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I love my cat. I love my cat. She's great. She's like 12, but she's a rescue. So, uh, anyway, huh. well, uh, I guess we'll just close it here, man. I pff, this is this is what I needed. I needed just. God, I feel like this is this episode's all about me now. <laughs> hey, it's your show. Yeah. We just did this to help him out, dude. It's uh, all good. I, uh, you know, yeah. All, all I needed was the ideas for uh, wash wash them all. Um, <laughs> for all you podcasts out there, and the fucking chickens and pantries. God damn it! All right, chickens in the pantry. Uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh. Final shout outs. Where can everybody get a hold of you guys? Uh, if they want to get some merch, if they want to know what's up, like you guys have a Patreon or like an email list or anything. Um, just let them, have a Patreon. let them know where they can find you find young men at. Uh, we don't have a Patreon, sadly. I wish we did. That would be really cool. Um, but if you want to find merch, uh, just marklifesound.com and it'll pop up all of our shit. Uh, Instagram, marklifesound, uh, Twitter, Mark's life sound as well. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check it. That way, I'm not fucking people up. Really, like it's delayed pause. Just do things with your voice. Mark's life sound. Yeah, we're good. Okay, <laughs> there it is. And if you want to find us on YouTube, I'll just say that that's where you're going to start to find most of our shit now. So uh, definitely go give that a uh, a sub. That way, you can get all of our Get all of our shit on YouTube, dude. Hit the notification button. Don't forget to click the bell. That's the important part. Click the bell. People people will subscribe, but they fail to hit the bell. Ask me how I know. Um, (laughs) Let me kill it's Instagram. Tune low, die slow. Yeah. Cat in the purple hat. Me, just my name. Thank you, Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all our personals. Yeah, if you want to go follow her. Yeah. I'm jamming cat in the purple hat. That's I, man, that's good. Okay, so you've probably been asked a million times, and why the semicolon? I mean, do you want another ten minutes onto this? I have no idea. This is the, yeah, because when I first saw it, of course, I instantly was like, "Why the semicolon? Why not a hyphen Honestly? or parentheses? <laughs> why not a period?" James has a killer hat on now. It's also purple. So, damn. Um, <laughs> it was we so- don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> it's off the rails. It's off the rails. Just- <laughs> the, uh, the semicolon was actually uh, an afterthought, to be honest. Um, Wasn't it the takeaway four or something? Yeah, yeah. It, the band before anything was official, we just called it Marked for Life. Marked which, for Life. Okay. Yeah, and and Sam was like, "We got to change this." And I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of eh. so." Um, he's like, "I think he actually suggested like doing like slashes or, or some shit. I don't fucking know, something like that." Oh, and, forward slashes. Like two forward uh-huh. slashes. Yeah. Uh, some, gamer tag. Yeah. And like it's a subreddit. The squigglies on the like, 
I think the reason at the time I was like, no, was because some, some other metalcore band had something similar. And I was like, no, let's not do the slashes or whatever. But okay. I was like, we can do a semicolon because nobody used that. And it was kind of a joke uh, because <laughs> it's a fucking semicolon. But uh, <laughs> he was like, okay, that might be kind of cool. And like, I don't know, the semicolon kind of took a meaning after we had put it in there. Like it, it really didn't mean shit when we first put it in there, but over time, um, I think the semicolon, um, I don't know. Like I like to think of the semicolon as like life and everything that happens in it. Um, and how it affects you. It's kind of brief and kind of vague, but that's just kind of how I think of the semicolon because it really wasn't there for any purpose other than aesthetics at first. And it's kind of, it's obviously become kind of our, our logo actually, which mm-hmm. I really like. And it's solid uh, branding. It's like a claw or something. Yeah. It's all rippy. So it worked out well and it, uh, has started to mean something, which is awesome. Yeah. To me, it's like you have, it's a convenient way to take two thoughts and separate them without a period. <laughs> no that it, it, yeah because i was i actually just looked up you know how to use a semicolon like when to use a semicolon <laughs> exactly and because i wanted to, to make sure they're grammatically correct <laughs> <laughs> but and i and i did bro and i used it kind of as a metaphor but it also kind of works grammatically if you think about it in the terms of the metaphor that you use it in yes so because it says in place of a comma and a coordinating conjunction and but or nor for yet so so, so. therefore semicolon i'm sorry comma you did technically use that correct and it like thank you because <laughs> it definitely was a sam who is about the grammar so i definitely made sure that that would even if it didn't make sense, I was like, I'm fully prepared to create a reason for this to make sense Yeah, and how this will fit. So I guess it wasn't just thrown in there brainlessly just for looks actually. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a meaning at first, but it, uh, I mean, over time it's kind of, at least for me personally, hopefully for other people as well, it's, it started to mean something. So, well, I just hope more people, uh, look up, how to use a semicolon when they see your name and thinking that it's a mistake when actually they go and actually learn how to be grammatically correct because goddamn the internet is full of some fucking keyboard fuckheads. I'm sorry for the F-bombs at the end here, but if if you don't know Y-O-U-R or Y-O-U-R apostrophe R-E, I'm going to just come through the screen See, I work myself up. This is this is this is turning into shit. So we'll just stop here. It's me every day. <laughs> You're just like, you know, the the vein just. <laughs> How um, did you get a high school diploma? Yeah, seriously. Any hoosers? Uh, thank you guys very much. I've had an amazing time. Uh, I mean, we're we're potential business partners in this, you know, wash them all kind of thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, James, you'll be the first sponsor, first sponsored musician. Uh, for the hair, Mark so, our words. Yeah, just gonna be. We're gonna we're gonna full throttle this one, even if it even if it's just a parody. I promise I will deliver something that looks like a washable, you know, a hair product. <laughs> and instead of like a hammer with blood on the ground, like the album, it's just shampoo goo. It's just shampoo one. goo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Photoshop my face on a vial. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just take this podcast right now. Hold on. Okay, screenshot. <laughs> oh God, that's perfect. Oh man, the powers of technology and the internet. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Um, whenever you guys, I know that I'm going to be following you guys closely uh, because if you guys do come to Texas, I definitely want to uh, attempt to make it. Obviously, if you come to Austin, that's just right down the street from me. Um, I will be sure to have a babysitter for that day. Uh, that way, uh, unless it's Friday, the wife doesn't work, so I can come and party. Um, but anyway, thank you guys very much, and I look forward. <laughs> I actually look forward to editing this one. Just listening back to it. it's going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having us, man. Uh, any final, any final thoughts, shout outs, 
uh, before we leave? Stream our new song, Lose Someone, right now. Yeah. Do yeah you, check out Lose Someone if you haven't already. Yeah, do yourself a favor. If you've Keep an eye out for the new new. Yes, that is one. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do this uh, closer towards the end of the year. Is that fair? Sounds good. Kind of kind of revisit on how how uh, <laughs> how new life is as far as uh, being a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be a great idea. Okay, for okay. sure. All right, mm-hmm. well, uh, I'll catch you guys later, and uh, have a have a good Sunday. You too. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, man. All right, guys, bye. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah, from the chills I had, when the wind blew through and there was nothing